Psalm 100. Psalm 100. We'll read the psalm and then we'll pray. Psalm 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your blessings. God, thank you for loving us. God, thank you for uh, being so good to us. I pray that you'd meet with us tonight. God, be with the kids next door. God, I pray that you'd help them to get a blessing, God, and, and uh, help them, God, to learn things that will help them. Be with those that aren't saved, that you'd help them, God, to understand what the gospel is all about. Be with us, God. Help us get a blessing from the Bible. And God, help us to uh, remember things that we probably already know and be encouraged. And uh, help us, God, to honor and glorify you. God, be with Pastor tonight. Pray that you'd watch over him. Help him to continue to get better and uh, be able to be back with us soon. Thank you for your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 100. It's one of my favorite psalms. But it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. You know, all the world should praise God for who he is. But those of us that are saved should praise God because God is who he is and he's been a blessing to us. Psalm 98 starts out, which is two psalms before, obviously. It says, sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. And all the ends of the earth hath seen the salvation of our God. Verse 4 says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with a harp with a harp and with the voice of a psalm, with trumpets and the sound of the cornet. Make a joyful noise before the Lord, the King. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he cometh to judge the earth. With righteousness will he judge the world and the people with equity. In other words, equity is fairness. So we have a God that's, that's fair. We should sing unto the Lord. He made known his salvation. You know, he made a way of salvation. He didn't have to make a way of salvation. But he made a way of salvation. And we should be glad because he hath made a way of salvation. It says, he is, verse 1 says he has done, verse 1 in uh, Psalm 98 says he has done marvelous things, which he has. But back at Psalm 100, look at verse 2. It said, serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. You know, sometimes we serve the Lord and it's kind of a drudgery. And uh, I'll admit that, that there's been times when I've just been overwhelmed with the things I have to do and I haven't been serving the Lord with gladness. But the Bible says we should serve the Lord with gladness. Be happy. We should be happy because what God has done for us. Uh, and I know, you know, in our church especially, there's a lot of people that do a lot of things. And sometimes we're, we're overwhelmed with all the different things we have to do. 
But we need to remember who it's for. And we should serve the Lord with gladness, be happy, and be, be uh, smiling. Sometimes you do a Bible study about the word happy in the Bible. Uh, happy is the people whose God is the Lord, the Bible says. And uh, that will cheer you up. Look up the words gladness and glad and happy and joyful. And uh, there's a lot of verses in the Bible, by the way, uh, with those words in it. And that'll put a smile on your face. That will help you to uh, have a better attitude. But we need to serve the Lord with gladness. We're not serving men, but we're serving the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. All the things we do, we should do with gladness around here and be happy. And sometimes we're tired, I know. Sometimes we have a bad attitude. I don't think you've ever had a bad attitude when you come to church, but I have. Uh, uh, but when we get thinking about God, it should put a smile on our face, and we should serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28. We're going to look at a lot of scripture tonight. A lot of it is in Psalms, but Deuteronomy 28, this is Moses. Moses giving his farewell address, basically, the whole book of Deuteronomy. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 48, uh, chapter 28, I'm sorry, and verse 45. And he's telling them about, you know, a lot of times in these chapters, he'll talk about this is going to happen if you obey God. And then he says, well, this is going to happen if you go away from God. So verse 45 says, Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee. And they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder upon thy seed forever. Look at verse 47. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. So God was telling him, you're going to be punished because you didn't serve me with joyfulness. You didn't serve me with gladness of heart. And uh, like I said, every day we should be thankful for what God did. And so he said, serve me with gladness or there's going to be consequences. There's going to be consequences. You know, like I said, sometimes, you know, we're not serving a guy. You know, uh, you know, you go to work and sometimes you really can't put your heart into it because the boss is a jerk and, and those kind of things. And it, it, and it tends to develop your attitude and those kind of things. But when we're serving God, we're serving the king of the universe. We're singing somebody that we're serving somebody that deserves to be served with gladness. Now. We should serve a jerk with, with gladness, too, for a good testimony, because the Bible says, whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. And you don't know how many times over the years I used to repeat that verse to myself. Uh, <laughs> do it unto the Lord and not unto men. I used to repeat that all the time. Go to Psalm chapter 4. Psalm chapter 4 and verse 6. Psalm chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. There be many that say, who will show us any good? 
Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart. More than in the time that their corn and wine increase, I will both lay me down and sleep, O Lord. Thou only thou makest, Lord, only thou, I can't even say it. Uh, Let's try again. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. This is, thou hast put gladness in my heart. Lift up the voice, verse 6, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart. God can put gladness in your heart. God could put it there. If you meditate upon him and, and you uh, ask him to put it there. Go to Psalm 45. Psalm 45 and verse 7. It says, Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore, God, thy God, hath anointed me with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. All thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes and cassia out of the ivory palaces where they have made thee glad. Gladness comes from a right relationship with God. If we're right with God, we can be glad and be happy and be happy. Because uh, God can put it there. If our heart is right with him. Go to Psalm 97. Psalm 97. And verse 11. White is sown for the righteous. And gladness for the upright in heart. Gladness for the upright in heart. So if you're not glad. And you're not happy. Check out your heart. Proverbs chapter 10. And verse 28, there seems to be a theme through the Bible, and I haven't written down all the verses, that of uh, when your heart's right with God, you can be glad. And being obedient, your heart, you can be glad. Uh, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 20, 28, the, way, uh, the hope of the righteous shall be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked shall perish. The expectation of the wicked shall perish. I don't know about you, but when you, when you confess your sin and you get right with God, it should put a smile on your face. It should put a smile on your face. I'll never forget one of the most spiritual guys I ever, I ever had as a roommate in college. The guy's name was Tim McLaughlin. He's from California. He played a ukulele. He wasn't supposed to, but we used to play ukulele and sing, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, now who knows what they can play. But anyway, that's another story. But we used to pray together. And then when we'd get up from prayer, he'd say, you know, there's nothing like a good pray to improve your attitude. And he's right. He's right. When we're right with God, God could put a smile on our face. Go to one more. Go to Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 9. Hebrews 1 and verse 9 says, Thou hast loved righteousness. He's talking about Jesus, but it says, Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, even God, therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. So see the connection between being right with God and gladness. Gladness. 
And uh, there's definitely a connection. So go back to Psalm 100. Back to Psalm 100. Verse 2 says, serve the Lord with gladness. And then it says, come before his presence with singing. Come before his presence with singing. God wants us to sing. And we have something to sing about. We have something to sing about. Uh, Even if you can't sing, you should try to sing. Because you can have a song in your heart. And you can have a song... And I love to sing because sometimes I'm way off in the boonies, tune-wise. But if your heart's in the right place, you're singing unto God. You're singing unto God. You know, Isaac Watts wrote, We're Marching to Zion. And the second verse says, Let those refuse to sing who never knew our God, but children of the heavenly king may speak their joys abroad. In other words, people that aren't saved can refuse to sing. But children of the heavenly king have got something to sing about. We have something to sing about. You know, sometimes during a song service, I just feel like, and I can't do this, and I wouldn't do this, probably, but so I just feel like running around. You, you listen to, you hear some of the verses talk about being saved and what God has done for you, and you just want to get excited, and you just want to just, wow. And, uh, you know, that's why... And I don't do this on purpose, but that's why sometimes we'll be back there waiting to take up the offering, and I'll be listening to the song, singing the song, and I just get overwhelmed. Well, when I come up here and pastor asks me to pray, and I can't speak because I've just been thinking about this song for the whole song, and, I, and it, it just overwhelms me. Well, let those refuse to sing who never knew our God, but we should sing. We should have a song, and if you don't have a song in your heart, ask God to put one there. And if there's not one there, there should be one there. There should be a song in your heart, no matter what happens. If you ever read about martyrs, some of the martyrs that were burned to the stake were singing. Were singing. Had a lot to sing about, to be honest with you. They're suffering for Jesus, and, you know, as soon as they died, they're going to be in heaven. You know, so they had, you might as well sing, right? Uh, because all else fails, sing. And uh, whether you can sing or not, um, go to Psalm, uh, Psalm 81.1. The psalm says a lot about singing. Psalm 81.1 says, and then we're going to go to a lot of verses in a row here. Psalm 81.1 says, sing, unto, sing aloud unto God our strength. Make a joyful noise unto the God of Jacob. Take a psalm and bring hither the timbrel, timbrel, the pleasant harp with psaltery. Blow up the trumpet in the moon at the time appointed on our solemn feast day. Go to Psalm 89 and verse 1. Psalm 89 says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness unto all generations. Go to uh, 90, Psalm 95. Psalm 95 and verse 1. And you notice a lot of the Psalms start that way. Psalm 95, verse 1 says, O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. Go to Psalm 96, verse 1. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. 
Sing unto the Lord, all the earth. Sing unto the Lord. Bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among the people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. Go to Psalm 140, uh, Psalm 101 and verse 1. I will sing of the mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. Psalm 149 and verse 1. Psalm 149 and verse 1 says, Praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praise in the congregation of the saints. So God wants us to sing, and we're encouraged to sing. And uh, you know what? The, you know, David played the harp, but I'm sure when he was out tending the sheep, he was, he was uh, uh, playing the harp. But I'm sure he was singing, too, because David wrote most of the psalms, and the psalms are songs. And uh, so I'm sure he's out there by himself singing to God because there's nobody else around but the sheep. And, uh, you know, there's something I like about being, you ever sing when there's nobody else around? I hope you do that. I hope I sing in the car sometimes. Um, nobody's going to criticize me. And, uh, but just sing. You know, walk down the road and sing. And uh, or those kind of things. And we should do that. So back to Psalm 100. Uh, verse 1 says, um, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Verse 2, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Verse 3. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. You know, anything we do or say, it's because of the mercy of God. You know, the world talks about, it says, that he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. You know, the world talks about a self-made man. You know, he's a self-made man. He pulled himself up by his bootstraps, and he made something out of himself. Well, you know, as a Christian... We should realize that we can't do anything. John 15 says, without him, I could do nothing. Without him, I could do nothing. Know the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. And we should be glad of that. Anything, any talent we might have, or anything, all comes from God. And uh, we should be glad. Without him, we can do nothing. We can't sing. We can't teach. We can't overcome sin without God. Without God, we need to realize we're totally dependent on him. Totally dependent on him. And um, we need to be teachable and realize that we don't have all the answers. We don't have all the answers. But God does. God does. And uh, it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. And then it says we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. You know, sheep are submissive to the, uh, to the shepherd. They're also dependent on the shepherd. They're also dependent on the shepherd. God refers to us in the Bible as sheep. Isaiah 53.6 says, all we like, 53.6 says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath made, uh, the Lord hath made, laid on him the iniquity of us all. Psalm 78 and verse 52, uh, the Bible says, but uh, verse 51, he's given a history of the children of Israel. And smote, all, and smote the firstborn of Egypt, the chief of the strength in the tabernacle of Ham, but made his own people to go forth like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. Uh, 
Psalm 80, verse 1, and there's a, there's a lot of verses in the Bible that refer to us as sheep. Psalm 80, verse 1 says, Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, thou that leadest Joseph like a flock that dwelleth between the cherubims, shine forth. You know, if a sheep doesn't follow the shepherd, what happens? He gets the hook. You know, the shepherd's got the shepherd's crook. Or the sheepdog goes after him. The sheepdog goes after him. And I'm glad, by the way, that God, you know, God is the Lord is my shepherd, the Bible says. There's a lot of times in my life that he sent the sheepdog after me and nipped at my heels and uh, reminded me of where I was wrong. You know, we used to have a dog. His name was Flip. And he was an Australian sheepdog. And uh, he had heard the cows and he would just nip their heels and... Uh, he was a good judge of character, too, because there was a crooked cattle dealer that used to come to our house, and that was the only person this dog ever bit. And every time he came there, he'd nip his heels. And his wife came there once, and he didn't bite her, but he put his mouth around her ankle. It didn't break the skin and wouldn't let her leave until somebody came and called the dog off. So the dog, he was a great dog. But I'm glad that God sends his sheepdog after me. Uh, you know, the sheepdog of the Holy Spirit, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but God, I'm glad God nips at my heels sometimes and reminds me when I'm wandering away, when I'm wandering away. And, um, but we should remember that. Verse 4 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and in his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Bless his name. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go to Psalm 50. Psalm 50 and verse 14. Psalm 50 verse 14 says, Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto thy most high. You know, thanksgiving is coming up soon, but thanksgiving should be every day. Psalm 107 Psalm 107, we could read the whole psalm. You know, Psalm 105, 106, 107, I'll talk about praising God. But Psalm 107, verse 1 says, Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the enemy. When we got saved, we got redeemed from the enemy. Verse 21 in Psalm 107 says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men and let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. You know, we think about everything that God has done. That should put a smile on our face. That should cheer us up. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 12. Colossians 1.12 says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath, translated, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the first who is the invisible who is the image of the invisible god the firstborn of every creature 
For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. If you look in your Bible, that's one sentence, by the way. That's why I read it, one sentence. But giving thanks, who hath made us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of light, and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Now that's something to be joyful about. If you're saved, you're translated into the kingdom of his dear son. You're part of the family. You're already in the kingdom, and you're part of the inheritance of the saints in light. Realize that, you know, you think about heaven, boy, you just get, it just boggles your mind. Can you imagine? I, you know, I think about Rob going to heaven, and I'm thinking the split second, the split second he's there, he's probably going, oh my, oh my. <laughs> and that's about all you could do, like, oh my, you know, like, wow, nothing we could ever imagine. I'm sure it's way more than we could ever imagine. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15. We should be thankful because God has done this for a bunch of sinners. Colossians 3.15, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body. And be ye thankful. Be ye thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Well, verse 5 also says in Psalm 100, uh, not verse 5, verse 4 also says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Go to Psalm 106, and there's a whole bunch of psalms that start out with praising God. Psalm 106, verse 1 says, Praise ye the Lord, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who could show forth all his praise? Psalm 111, verse 1 Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. In the assembly of the upright and in the congregation, Psalm 112, verse 1, says, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. Psalm 113, verse 1, Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, Psalm 117, and verse 1, says, O praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him. All ye people, for his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Psalm 135. Psalm 135. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the name of the Lord. Praise him, O ye servants of the Lord. Ye that stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God, praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises unto his name, for it is pleasant. Psalm 138 and verse 1, I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods I will sing praise unto thee. Psalm 146 and verse 1, praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Psalm 147 verse 1, praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant. And praise is comely. Psalm 148 and verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, all his hosts. Praise ye him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye stars of light. 
Praise him, ye heavens of heavens, and ye waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they will create it. Verse 7, praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons and um, all deeps. I lost my place for a second. Psalm 149 and verse 1, praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song. And his praise in the midst of the and the praise in the congregation of the saints. Psalm 150. Praise ye the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts, praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet, praise him with a psaltery and harp, praise him with a timbrel and dance, praise him with the stringed instruments, praise him with the loud cymbals, praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. So God wants us to be thankful to him, and we should be thankful, and we should praise him. We should praise him. It is good to praise the Lord. You know, one of my favorite passages in Scripture, when it talks about 10,000 times 10,000 before the throne singing praise to the Lamb. Can you imagine what that's going to sound like? That's 100 million people, by the way. Before the throne, singing praise to God. 10,000 times 10,000. That's, that's quite a bit. So back at Psalm 100, we're not only supposed to make a joyful noise and know that he's God, verse 4, enter his gates, be thankful unto him and bless his name. But verse 5, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. The Lord is good. Oh, taste and see, Psalm 34, 8, that the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations, it says. His truth endures to all generations. You know, uh, we need to remember that God's truth endures to all generations. We've got it in our laps. Uh, it endures to all generations. You know, Romans 10, 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I'm so glad that God tells us the truth. You know, the best thing you can do to your friend is a friend that, it, that has a problem. If they ask you, you should tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. That's one thing I promised when they hired me at the town. I said, I promise I will always tell you the truth. Now, whether you like it or not, that's another story. But I will always tell you the truth. And they, and I, they appreciate that because you tell them the truth. I'm not trying to, I don't care if, they, if I ever got elected. I don't. But I'm going to tell somebody the truth. I'm going to tell somebody the truth. But God's truth endures unto all generations. And, tours. and, you know, one place we could get the truth is in church. You know, the Bible says, I was glad, David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, because that's where you get the truth. That's where you get the truth. Read your Bible. You get the truth from there. You come to church. Uh, pastor preaches the truth. He tells you to look in your Bible to make sure it is the truth, but he preaches the truth. You know, all the years pastor's been here, I've never heard him preach false doctrine. You know, he's always preaching the Bible and what the truth is. So, Psalm 100 tells us to be joyful in verse 1 and 2. Verse 3, it talks about being submissive as sheep. 
And verses 4 and 5 talks about being thankful and entering his gates with thanksgiving. Go to Ephesians chapter 5. We've got two passages to look for, look at, and we'll be done. But I think this is neat, um, a comparison between these two passages in Psalm 100. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18 says, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speak it to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. So in verse 19... If you're filled with the Spirit, you're joyful. You're speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20, you're giving thanks. If you're filled with the Spirit, you're giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And in verse 21, actually verse 21 through chapter 6 and verse 9, it talks about being submissive. So it's the same pattern as in Psalm 100. We'll go to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. And then it goes into submission again. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands. Husbands, love your wives. Children, obey your parents. Servants, obey in all things. But Colossians chapter Ephesians, if we're filled with the Spirit, we're going to be joyful. We're going to be thankful. And we're going to be submissive. In Colossians, if we're filled with the Word of God, Verse 16, we're going to be joyful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you in all wisdom. Verse 17, we're going to be thankful again. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then in verse 20 to 25, or actually 18 to 25, we're going to be submissive again. So there's your pattern again. Uh, You have a pattern in the Old Testament in Psalm 100 of being joyful, thankful, and submissive. You've got a a pattern in the New Testament of being joyful, thankful, and submissive. So we talked earlier about if you're obedient, you're going to be joyful. If you're obedient, you're going to see the goodness of God and you're going to be glad. But if we're also, if we're filled with the Spirit, we're going to be joyful. We're going to be thankful. We're going to be submissive. If if we're filled with the word of God, we're going to be joyful. We're going to be thankful. We're going to be submissive. So those are the things we should ask ourselves as we finish up here. Are we joyful? Are we happy? And if we're not, we can do something about it. We can can be filled with the Spirit. We can ask God for our hearts to get right and confess our sin. And we can be filled with the word of God. Get filled with the word of God. It takes a little bit of work, but the results are great. The results are great. And uh, you wonder why 
some people, when they go through trouble and their world is falling apart, they do it with a smile on their face. Why is that? Because they're joyful, they're thankful, they're submissive, they're being obedient to the Bible and uh, doing what, and they can endure that because, because they know the God that can put a song in their heart. They know the God that can build them up. They know the God that can make them happy. So let's work on that this week as we all try to, day by day, improve our, our, our Christian life. Uh, let me close a prayer, and then we'll, then we'll uh, talk about the prayer list. Father, thank you for your word, God. Thank you for how it speaks to me. God, thank you that every time that uh, we can study for a lesson or something else, God, it's, it speaks to me, God, more than, more than um, I think it speaks to everybody else, God, because just the studying of it just convicts my heart. God, thank you for that. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your, your kindness, God. Thank you that you could put a joy in our heart. And help us, God, not to be burdened down with the, with the cares of this world. But help us to remember every day that we should have joy and a smile on our face. If all else fails, God, we're still going to heaven to be with you. But you give us so many blessings day by day, God. Help us to keep our hearts right and to be filled with the Spirit, and to be filled with the Word of God. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.